0: Australia from one side to the other. Gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the swing. Comes away to O'Neill. Gets the ball. No, no. No, let's go. You're listening to Lady's Play League morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Ladies Who League. A big thank you to Brittany Carter, who hosted the show while I was away, but I'm back now. (laughs) Back now and back in business. I've got to introduce you to my panel because it's just a dream come true this morning. I've got Brittany Carter with me this morning, not only talking into the mic, but producing as well. Hi, Britt. Hi,
1: Mary. I'm blushing after that. Thank you.
0: Well, you deserve it because you were amazing. Yeah. So thank you for looking after it while I was away. No
1: worries.
0: Lucy Zelich is back Woo-hoo! in the house this morning.
2: And I'm so excited to be back here. I can't believe it. You know, and when you introduce the next panelist, I'll explain why. But on the way here, I called my mum and I said, Mum, I'm I'm actually going to do a podcast and Yvonne Sampson is going to be there. And she
3: goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> don't,
2: whatever you do, say anything stupid or embarrass yourself. Just be composed, be professional. And I was like, mum, I don't think I'll be able to help you. <laughs> I like, I don't think, because I truly think that you are, and I say this, without wanting to make you feel uncomfortable or embarrassed and don't try and deflect it. I really think you are exceptional at what you do.
3: Thank you. And I mean
2: that. With every fibre of my Aww. body, I've always been a huge fan of you and I love the work that you do.
3: Thank you so much. Should we tell them about the night that we met?
2: Oh, because you've control? both got different
3: perspectives <laughs> on the night you met. Oh, so okay. All right.
0: We'll
2: introduce her first.
0: Okay. So <laughs> in case you hadn't guessed, <laughs> <laughs> our other guest this morning, Yvonne
3: Sampson from Channel 9. Thank Hello. You. I, I thank also you love you, so Bonnie. Much. So, thank you so much, ladies. And uh, it's just really nice. And, uh, I'll never get... To Tired of surrounding myself with with clever, intelligent, sport-loving women. So thank you so much. Um, and uh, Lucy, you, your mum said you're not allowed to do anything embarrassing or oh, say I've anything stupid because that's what I do. That's <laughs> If you do it, then there's nothing else for me to do. So, so I'm glad we could share that
2: responsibility. Yeah. But the night we met was at um, that Mexican place in Bondi. Yeah, I forget right? the name. I can't remember the name. Oh, Beach Burrito. Yes, yes, Beach yes. Beach Burrito. Yes. So there I am and I'm with my then partner. Um, may that relationship rest. And, uh, <laughs> and I and I. So I saw you. I saw you sitting there with your boyfriend and I said to him, I went, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's Yvonne (laughs) Sampson. I said, I I I can't leave here without going up to her and telling her how amazing she is. And I walked over to you and I was uh, so shy and so embarrassed, but I just everything in me was screaming could just tell you and say hello and just tell you how much of a fan I was of
3: you no and it absolutely blew me away because no one ever comes up and says hi or anything like that because yeah. I'm, I'm an absolute horror when I'm you know like I don't look the same when I don't have makeup on and uh or someone goes oh Aaron Mullen looks a bit different than I thought so uh but Lucy ran up and uh and and you were the most ethereal-looking woman that night. Like I don't See? know, had you I had you that. come off the set or something? Like Maybe. you were just I could have been, I could have been. so it was like Miss the only Universe. Time I
2: ever look good, is it <laughs> when I've come off the set and you've had a lot of professional help. Yeah, like right. You. Oh, you're going to tell me
3: about it. So Lucy walks towards me like Miss Universe, and she's like, "Oh, I just wanted to say I just really respect your work and all this sort of stuff." And I was like, "This woman can't be a rugby league fan. <laughs> 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 What's going on?" And I thought she must have thought that I was. Someone else, so I kind of just went along with it for a bit. Incorrect, incorrect.
2: <laughs> I, was like, I knew exactly. No, who you
3: thank early. you. That yeah. was really sweet. Was,
2: well, a big highlight for me is an and I clearly have. You know, some people say, "Well, have you had that many highlights?" But no. no. <laughs> meeting you and watching the work that you do. And I remember when I tuned in for that first time, I thought this
3: woman is incredible. Oh, thank you. You're thank just you. great. So, thank yeah.
2: You. All right, I've got over my nerves. Right. I've had time
3: Welcome to calm back, down. Mary. <laughs> thank you. You've I'm been back. on holiday. <laughs> yes, I
0: have been on holidays. It was amazing. And look, New York was an incredible place, but when I was in Disney World, I turned into a five-year-old child. I remember walking in for the first day and Buzz and Woody were on the right-hand side from Toy Story. <laughs> and I start pulling at my mum's sleeve
3: like I'm five years old. Oh, my God, mum, mum, it's Buzz and Woody. We've got to get in the line <laughs> so
0: that I can get a photo.
3: What, Buzz Rothfield and Aaron Woods? <laughs> <laughs> mum
0: wouldn't have way. let me wait in line for
3: that one.
2: <laughs> all the way Disney World. How was New York, though? Did you love that city? Oh, I
0: love that city so, so much. I would get up at 8 o'clock and just walk the streets oh. all day and get back late at night. I went to a Yankees game. It was amazing. The Yankees retweeted some Ladies Who League stuff. I was just right. imagining. That's, yeah,
3: that's ridiculous. I was just
0: imagining like what if Ladies Who League was a baseball thing over in the US? I'd be like. Ladies Who Ball. Yeah.
2: Nothing <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you could take that. I mean, the puns that you could get out of that one would be endless. I don't want to start, but you'd be having a ball on Ladies oh, Who Ball. I right? love
0: it. Amazing. I love it. But um, it's very, very good to be back, especially ahead of grand final week. But before we get into it. We had a competition going a couple of weeks ago where I wanted Ladies Who Lead to get 50 reviews. We've had 41 written reviews and a couple of additional ones. So, Vonnie, can I get you to pick a number for me between
3: 1 and 41? I'll do my, uh, my age, which is 35, which is 1,035. No, 35.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you don't look at David at 25, all right, just for the
3: record. All right,
0: so 35, review number 35 is from Mel Sale. She says, thanks, Marion Co, for such an awesome podcast. Love your passion for women's sport. Go the Matildas. Aww. Mel, if you want to send me an email or a tweet or an Instagram post, we'll shoot you some Ladies Who League merchandise. Aww, well done, Mel. woo
2: Yeah, perfect.
0: (laughs) And we'll keep doing this competition. So when we get to seventy-five, I'll do another.
2: I'll do another giveaway. So that's a good incentive for all of you listening out there. Get to reviewing, and it's a bloody good show.
3: It is. It's a really good show. You can
2: join our girl
3: gang. (laughs) Yeah, like
0: Mel. Absolutely. Alright, our first topic for this morning is about pronunciation of player names. We'll take a quick second now because we're going to get Chris on the line from NTV who has produced an amazing video for the Rugby League Players Association. Now most of you on this show will know me as Mary Kay and some of you may not know my last name, it's Mary Constantopoulos. So I've always had this very, very big bugbear with getting players' names correct. So this morning, we're really lucky to be joined by Crit, who produced a video for the Rugby League Players Association about the pronunciation of NRL player names. So for players like Cooper Cronk, Michael Gordon, Aaron Woods, Matt Moylan, pronunciation of a name isn't too much of an issue. I hope I'm saying Matt Moylan's name correctly.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Moylan.
0: (laughs) He's actually French. (laughs) Um, but in a sport where 42% of our players come from the Pacific Islands, there are some more challenging names. And Crit, you produced a video with some of our players from the Pacific Islands saying their names correctly.
4: Yeah, that's right. Um, I just thought it would be a, a really good opportunity um, to have some fun with it. You know, not not in a judgmental way or anything, just um, just helping our non-Pacific uh, brothers and sisters learn how to how to pronounce them, because sometimes, um, well, quite often, you yeah, know, we hear <laughs> some of the ways that, that they said, and, and they're not quite right. And um, you know, given given how many how many of us are actually playing the sport, you know, it might be nice to um, just take the time to, to learn how to say them. So yeah,
2: Crit. Is there a particular name that gets mispronounced that drives you nuts out of all of them? One in particular that stands out to you?
4: Ah, oh, take it easy. Same take it easy. That's the <laughs> one. he's a good friend of mine. That's the one that always used to drive me nuts. So. Um, when I signed up to, to be the game DMC for the Sharks this year, I was like, oh, man, at some point, you've got to make a video where we tell <laughs> players and, you know, just everyone's how to pronounce your name right.
3: Credits, Vonnie and on behalf of the entire rugby league community I'm so sorry for the way that we've been battling through all these names what your, your video has done is highlighted how cripplingly bad we are in understanding the certain accents and, and um, emphasis that we, we should put on these names uh, what can we do to, to make it better can you can you please come along to every single game and, and help Ray Warren because your,
0: <laughs> your,
3: your video is like a now bible I'm going to travel with it. And I want you to do every single player in the NRL. I don't even care if you ask Matt Moreland because I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. He's French, haven't you? <laughs> no, congratulations. I think it's really important what you've done. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm so glad that, uh, well, I'm a little sad that it's taken this long because uh, I've made a whole career of, of ballsing it
4: up, really. <laughs> Oh, it's never too late. That's a good thing.
0: (laughs) But I think, Vonnie, we've sort of got to work out not where the responsibility lies, but how we can all work together to get the names right. If we're saying a player's name incorrectly, like Dean Hallatow, I've been saying Dean Hallatow's name like that for my entire rugby league life. That's not how you say it,
4: Crit, is it? No, it's Halitow, but I think it's um, it's one of those things where – I think the responsibility comes from all places, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you know, it comes from the top as well as the players themselves, because I, I think sometimes you might be a bit shy to correct, um, you know, coaches or correct commentators, and, and so I think it's, you know, everybody has a, has a part to play in helping helping each other, you know, just honour um, a, on a names, you know, because it's, it's part of our culture and that, and sometimes maybe they haven't felt comfortable enough to, to speak up on it, but, you know, I, I think it's... It's time. But
3: Dean's retired now. It's It's too too late. late. (laughs) (laughs) He's waited 15 years. Crit, it's too late.
4: Never too late. <laughs> have, might, one of his daughters might come through the ranks, you know. So, I've been to
3: his know. house. I'm friends with his wife. No one said anything,
2: <laughs> and that's where you have to say there's a call to arms for sure. Then, so that mm-hmm. to make sure that the players and everybody takes it upon themselves, it's a big deal for us at SBS. You know, dealing with them, we were having this discussion before we came on air. Um, that it, the responsibility does, I feel, fall with the journalist. Um, you've got to really, when you are doing your research, and for me in particular with football, there are so many different players of. Different nationalities. Um, And and we're lucky because at SBS, you know, we've got 40-plus different radio uh, stations that we can tap into to ask for pronunciation. So Mm -hmm. when we get onto the phone to them to say it, they generally clear it up for us. But pronunciation is something I get hammered for because I do really take a lot of care and pay a lot of attention to it. You know, people... Find it a bit uncomfortable, crit. They they think that probably we're overemphasising it, that we're trying too hard to get it right. But it's a matter of respect. Do you find that that's how and and where and where this project was born for you? That it came from wanting to clear it up to give the players a respect that they deserve.
4: Yeah, I think mean, you know, especially because I'm you know, I'm Pacific Islander myself. It, it just it does come from a place of um, feeling validated in the space that you know that people have. You know, take the time to kind of respect you know our names because you know, in, in our cultures. You know, names. There's a lot in a name because um, it, it it's it, it's part of our history, our culture, and things like that. So, you know, you want you want it to be um, respected. You want it to yeah. You, you at least want people to sound like they they're making a, a real attempt. You know, when when they're making them. Um, and like I said, it's, it's not necessarily their fault. Sometimes. Sometimes you know players are too shy to to correct them, but you know hopefully that's a friendly way of just being like, hey, well, you know, here's, here's, a, here's how you should say them, and and you know even though you might not get it right the first time or the second time, you know it's, it's just about um, practicing it and and even getting those those vowel sounds right because those are what are in common across all of the um, all of the Pacific languages.
3: Creative. if the players are too shy, you know who isn't too shy? They're mums. We got this terrific email. <laughs> we got this really great email during the season from Nelson Assa for Solomon's mum, and uh, we had been pronouncing Nelson's surname Asofa Solomono. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see so you. Uh, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> so this is where we need help. And so um, Nelson's mother wrote us this great email explaining how important the pronunciation was because of their heritage and they were related to royalty and it was wow. such a cultural thing. And uh, it, for, it was disrespectful for us to not be getting the pronunciation of that surname right. So mm, if the players yeah. are too shy, can you please give a shout-out to the mums to get on the phone <laughs> and help us out Go because those Islander mums – we absolutely love them mm. and uh, we need their help to get this right. Is there no reason <laughs> no. that
1: the clubs themselves couldn't approach each player and then write phonetically each of the players' names on their website or in a yeah, media guide? Me- or... the media exactly. Man- the media
2: managers have a part to play here as well, I feel.
1: I think if we all work together between the players, the clubs, the media
0: managers and, you know. The mums.
2: Sorry, I forgot the mums. <laughs> the mums
0: and <laughs> sports journalists, we can all get it right and never again will I say Dean Hallitow. no. <laughs> or Ricky Latelli. <laughs> or Brad Sam. Takarangi. Oh, <laughs> Sam
3: Taggetizzi. It's All incorrect. I We're know. doing it all wrong. We're
0: doing it all wrong. So Crit, what I'll do is I'll definitely play a piece of your video at the end of uh, at the end of this segment and I'll send the video around to all my contacts so that we can at least start getting some of the names right. And we should try and crowdfund a project where we do every name in the NRL, I think. Yes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. awesome. Sounds
3: good. And Crit, That's you can fun. become Ray Warren's linguistics expert. You oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Crit. Thanks,
4: Crit. Oh, Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Brad, attack your Brad,
3: to go Brad, to go again. Brad,
4: Alan, to Ha, ha, tone.
0: I can't believe we are finally at Grand Final Week and it has been a massive 2016 NRL season. I just wanted to go around the room and hear about some of your favourite moments because there have been some significant ones. Vonnie, what stands out for you this year?
3: Oh, the rise of the Raiders has been the field. I love it. The rise of the Raiders and um, just getting to know those guys because if you look at their roster, there's there's not a lot of superstars Mm. but um, once you get to know some of those guys, I, I had the... Um, privilege of sitting across from Jared Croker at an NRL event. Isn't he beautiful? Yes, he's just divine. He's everything that rugby league should be and and aim to be. So, um, yeah, I think I've I've really enjoyed that because I don't think Canberra got a lot of respect before uh, this season and Mm -hmm. Ricky Stewart had sort of just been toiling away and doing whatever... Uh, Ricky does down there, um, and uh, and then Jump all up of a sudden, absolutely, and <laughs> On we the love him. Lines. Yep, we love him for it. So, um, yeah, it was really good, and to see that Viking clap. I know they pinched it off your your footballers over the Icelandic. <laughs> yeah, the Icelandic. <laughs> Team, that's um, right. But it looks okay in the nation's capital. It was uh, it was a really good atmosphere, so I really enjoyed that. Um, I think when you we were in for a tough season, when the whole Mitchell Pierce stuff mm-hmm. happened, uh, we were like, okay, rugby league, let's roll. This is this is going to be another tough one, and there were there, and, you know, with the ongoing salary cap stuff, with the the eels, with, you know, it, it's rugby league, it. it Owns its mistakes. I think that's what it does well. It, says, it puts its hand up and it says, yeah, you know what? We're far from perfect, but we understand it. We're happy to take a hard line on things, but we want to grow. And I think rugby league is definitely evolving. We've had Todd Greenberg come on board, uh, who's pushing the game in a more dynamic and professional Direction and and probably in a um, I don't know appealing to a different fan base as well. The the rise of women in the game has been extraordinary. Um, what an absolute thrill to watch Ruan Sims and the Blues girls win State of Origin for the very first Mm -hmm. time over Queensland. Um, and I say that as a passionate Queenslander, but uh, yeah, seventeen years is a long time. So massive kudos to them. Um, yeah, just watching the Cowboys do their very, very best. What about uh, every
1: time the Cowboys and the Broncos met? That was uh, for that me. rivalry. Every yeah. time.
3: Yep. yep, that rivalry just blows me away. And you can see the respect that those two sides have. So we talk about rivalries in rugby league all the time and it's the Battle of Brookvale and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and it's that really, you know, that, really, um, uh, that base sort of, you know, collision, crash and bash uh, rugby league style of rivalry. This is, for me, this is the first time I've been able to watch a rivalry that brings out more finesse, and the the exquisite nature that they both go around their their game, and um, you can see that they just absolutely love playing each other, and uh, it is um, just mind blowing, mind bending every time they come up with those, you know, one point extra time, nail biting thrillers. So um, long may they do it. It's uh, for me those have sort of been the highlights. I yeah, think it's very exciting. absolutely, Lucy. What about you? Oh my God, you expect <laughs> me to come in
2: after that? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> absolutely, go I, on. I don't know what else I could add um, to Yvonne's statement um, that I, you know, that could make it any better, and I agree wholeheartedly. Um, for me, I think you know, being born and raised Canberra girl, I obviously support the Bulldogs for, for family reasons, but I'm always going to be a Raiders girl at heart. To see how well they did, you know, the ridicule that Ricky Stewart copped, and I was so thrilled to see him win the Dallium Coach of the Year. Mm. He I wasn't
3: going to go. He wasn't going to go. He wasn't going to go to the awards because you know Ricky's he's, he's he's a um, oh, he's he's such a, a a difficult complex man. He's very Complex, there's so many facets to him and he would have you know, battled and, and, you know, had an argument internally with himself whether he should go, and I'm so glad he did because it's fans like yourself, Lucy, that go, yes, I want to be able to see you enjoy your moment. You earned this. Because he
2: deserved it, right? And I think the culture that's, you know, been created down there at Canberra Stadium has been fantastic. The boys are enjoying playing their footy, and to add to what Vonnie was saying, they don't have the massive star-studded lineup that you see across the rest of rugby league. I mean, I'm a big Croker fan. I think he's (laughs) just such an awesome character, an awesome guy, and it's been great to watch his football evolution, you know, from starting out to where he is now, I think it's been fascinating. I was surprised to see how poorly the Roosters did as well. Um, that was a big shock for me. Uh, but the Sharks, what a fairy tale story! I mean, you know, to put it in football terms, because bloody hell, I can't help myself. They are well and truly the Leicester, yes. yeah, of the rugby league. And I think you know, and I know we'll talk about the grand final in a moment. But I just, I'd love to see them go on and do it and really create history. Um, but I was also very disappointed by the Bulldogs' performance. I thought they underperformed this season. I mean, they were very unpredictable. Um, and, and, and weren't consistent enough. And so they deserve to finish where they did. But uh, it's just been a great season. I love watching, and to go back to the Raiders, I love watching the brand of football that they play. It's exciting. It's attacking. It's entertaining. Um So it's been a great season for me. I've loved every minute of it, despite the scandal and the drama. Because, look, let's face it, every sport deals with it. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. one is immune from it. Football certainly isn't immune from it. Neither is the AFL or the Rugby Union. So you've just got to deal with it. And one thing, as Vonnie said, that the NRL do is they own it. And that's important to do. You can't run away from your mistakes. So bring it on. Keep keep it going. It's part of rugby league, those scandals, I think. It's just part of the game. It's part of society. It's part of life.
0: So let's just roll with it and enjoy the good stuff that the game is doing. Brittany, what about you? What have you loved this year?
1: Um, I've particularly loved the hashtag put your porch lights on. I think that's absolutely hilarious. I'm based in the Shire and I don't support the Sharks, but that just makes me laugh so much. How
2: did that happen? How do you... Oh, this is
1: an interesting Dragon supporter and South supporter. It's a long story, but dragons and Sharks obviously don't mix. So um, I have very mixed feelings about the grand final. I can't Um, wait to pepper you
2: about this when you get (laughs) there because if it's a long story, I want to hear about it. How does that happen?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it can be conflicting, especially when the two verse each other. Um, but two really big standout moments for me was, um, when the Gillaries test was called a double header, that was Mm -hmm. huge. And when we broke the news to Sammy Bremner on this show, she was so happy that I love that moment. And the second moment that was big for me um, was Vonnie hosting State of Origin. Yeah, of, really? of what it means yeah. for aspiring sports presenters like myself. Thank so you. You did it with such composure and grace and I th- that was huge for us, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It,
3: it was, was part
2: of why I really tuned in to watch the, m- the pre-match coverage, oh, let's be honest, because you. you
3: are just so damn good at what you do. I We're nearly passed finding. out. Like when they started <laughs> counting me down, you know, 15 seconds, oh, 10 seconds, and moment. then I got that weird, and I d- I'm not really much of a fainter at all, but I got that weird you go black from the outside. In your vision, you get tunnel vision. I was like, uh oh, I'm gonna let all of womankind down here. Yeah, but you did, you nailed (laughs) it. You nailed it. it. Thank you. Actually, I got, um, do you guys know Kate Sobrano? Yes, yes. She so sung that song, Pash, I remember. Yes. Oh my
2: God, that <laughs> takes us back, doesn't it? She's a
3: beautiful woman and she did a little video on one of the cameraman's phones and said, if you ever run into Bonnie, can you please play this? <gasps> and she's sitting there. She's like, look, Bonnie, don't know much about footy, but I just want to say you did a terrific job and I sat there and I watched the whole darn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. That is very cool. Yeah, that how nice. And cool. I've had such wonderful be- feedback from um, mostly women, I have to say, so mm. it, it's just, so nice because I think there's so many of us that love sport and love our footy, and um, it just happened to be me this time, but it'll be it'll be someone else and and hopefully their path is much easier and, and it's a little bit more accessible because um yeah, there's uh there's a lot of us and we've got a lot to say. But us, you've so paved
2: you. the way and the, you know, mm-hmm. there's they're gonna be some big shoes to fill. I love how we're talking about, you know, the post of Samson era. Welcome to the Samson. Obituary. Yeah, you ain't going nowhere, lady. You ain't going nowhere. You're gonna be commentating on footy when we're both hobbling around on, on walking sticks, all right. I'm gonna make Damn sure of that. <laughs> Do you know what else I loved? Um, Sharni Layton at the deli. Yeah, see what she did. So Lara Pitt gets up there, right? And she's, oh look, you know, because Darren Lockie is up there, and she's, oh look, you know, I think, um, I actually think Sharni beats you out there on the huskiness. And she <laughs> steps up and she flexes one of her great guns, and she goes, yeah, the masculinity too. <laughs> <laughs> Quality stuff. She's just such a great character. We that was Sharns. that was a highlight too. She's yep. brilliant. Yeah.
0: Well, you've all mentioned my favourite moments. The Raiders were very special for me. They've always been a team that I've had a soft spot for, particularly because they're a team that's taken a stance when it comes to player behaviour. So they took a tough stance with Josh Dugan, with Todd Carney, and they lost a number of their players, and I really respected them for that. Mm -hmm. And now you see this team of... You know, Canberra born and bred men and they've all banded together and just playing exciting football. So I love that about the Raiders. The Sharks have been phenomenal. The rise of women in league. Kezi Yaps getting up to accept the female representative player of the year award on Wednesday night at the Dalliums was just so special wow. for me. And also Aaron And she Woods. drives
3: from Bega. Five hours. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah.
0: Five hours to play rugby league. She's only been playing the game for three years and already receiving honours like that. It's been a massive year for her.
2: Do you know what else is a highlight for me? You, Mary Kay. Yes, You. You. You, I don't think we say it enough. I mean, and I think you're just exceptional. And this is a real love fest for me because I just admire you, women, so much. But I think you deserve it—the work that you do. And when I sat down and had that chat with you, and you know, you're this incredible aspiring lawyer, and the work that you're doing already is so consuming. But then to put all of this together and to do it across a rugby league season, which is a long one, let's not lie—you're Um, you're, you're incredible. So you're another inspiration. Take, take that. Lucy, take thank that. you. I will. Good. I will. <laughs> good. You're amazing.
0: Well, the final moment that I wanted to mention because I loved it so much. Was Aaron Woods and that, oh, oh, that, that of origin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that was. Still I to this day, Woody. he
3: blames Josh Mansour for Does that. Does he? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then no one was comforting Michael Jennings, yeah. who actually scored the try. He was I out of his pat pat alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh,
2: no. what? I have one question though, and you guys will know this better than I will, um, because I do. I, I'm a casual rugby league fan. I'll tune in as best as and as, as often as I can. But the, the return of Jared Hayne, I know that you know it was met with a lot of criticism, and the Eels fans in particular, Mary, mm-hmm. maybe this question's for you. I definitely you, have a view on this. Um, were, we're heartbroken, and uh, you know he came out on the defensive as well. He was basically slamming the media and saying that you know you guys are crucifying me and it's not fair. How did you how did you take his return? Personally,
0: I'm actually happy that Jared Hayne hasn't come back to Parramatta. Oh. The resilience that the team showed on the field this year, despite everything Mm. that went wrong, I think was quite incredible and a resilience that we have never, ever been able to show, even with Jared Hayne in the team. I think the Eels have moved on as a team. Um...
1: They're not relying on that sole person to no. do everything anymore, are they? No,
0: they're not. And there are a series of players in that team. You've got Clint Gutherson. You've got, you know, Kenny Edwards. You've got Brad Takairangi. Yes. yes. Well done. Yeah, very. <laughs> uh, you know, you've got Bevan French, all doing very exciting things on the field. So I'm happy in that respect. And I think it's incredible for the Titans. Jared Hayne has a capacity to really bring bums on seats. And for a team that struggled a little bit with that in the past, it'll
2: be good in that respect. What about his performances? How were his performances? Mm. Is rated. I think there were moments
0: that showed, you know,
2: the Jared Hayne that we... The Hayne plane. The Hayne plane that we loved.
0: I think it's going to take a little while. It'll probably be a bit better once he's had a full pre-season with the team. He mm-hmm. was sort of just flown in and, you Well, know, from all that code hopping no, he's done, I'm sure the guy's exhausted, really. Well, now he's <laughs>
3: playing golf over in Fiji. He was in... No, he was. <laughs> he was an in invitation. <laughs> I know. Don't lie. Don't lie. Oh, my God. Anything that Jared Hayne touches is an instant headline and it does. It makes your head spin, you know, mm. the journey that he's been on and, um, and you know, enormous respect to him for everything that he's tried. I, I agree with Mary. I think uh, the Eels are very much better off without Jared Hayne. He's, um, uh, with all due respect, Jared Hayne worries about Jared Hayne. Mm. So he didn't have that team mentality. Mm. He's exactly the marquee player that the Gold Coast needed um, and he doesn't mind owning those moments and being a massive showboat and saying this is my house and you're like, mate, you're mm. from. It was weird, huh? (laughs) Like, it's fine, but whatever. (laughs) And then now he's met a lovely lady on the internet and they're expecting a baby. So well um, done. Life's about to change for you. And What? Um, yeah. Oh yes. did, you, did you miss they this? They met on Instagram. Oh, lovely. I'm so glad modern dating has evolved so well. Yes. I'm so happy to be
2: single and hear this kind of information. Yeah. Yippee. They met
3: on Instagram. I'm going to
2: die alone. I'm going to <laughs> die. <laughs> alone with a big seal. <laughs> with a gigantic stuffed seal and a large bucket of Hugendass. Like, yeah. And you know what? In, in all seriousness, that, that actually doesn't sound that bad. No, it I it don't sounds feel great. like yeah. And look, you'll I be able to, to meet be, someone on Instagram. That's not
3: happening. Well, you'll be able to hang out with the bikies that he's never met <laughs> on Snapchat. <laughs> yes. He's got some nice Yes. Mates. Really lovely. He's making friends. some nice friends up there. Making Come some good decisions. He's making some good decisions. <laughs>
0: Please, oh, Jared Haynes. Please. But also on the Titans, I'll just mention as well, what a story they've also been this year. So they were a team that no one expected to do well at the beginning of this year and they were there. They started know, off incredibly well. They did start off incredibly well and it was a bit of a perfect storm for them this year with Conrad Harrell, Nathan Peets and Jared Hayne all signing for them. I don't think the stars will ever align and we'll have players off contract like that ever again, but they really have managed their salary cap properly and now have this team that will, I think, do incredibly well next year.
3: And then we were like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are going so well." There's been no scandal. Oh no, wait. Yeah, sorry about and that. Oh no, oh no, wait. Oh no, wait. Sorry about that. Just before you get comfortable, we're going to throw this on yeah, for you. <laughs> I know that's, and I think um, Neil Henry's doing great job, mm. you know, there, and he's he's wonderful to to work with. But um, and Rebecca Frizzell, can we? Sh- yeah, massive shout out to her. She's yes. uh, she's absolutely outstanding, and um, exactly what the game needs. And it's been uh, with herself, Raylene Castle um just uh, Marina Go Marina Go there's um uh, Catherine Harris mm-hmm. there's Katie Page all these women are not just women in league they are governing the game they are making hugely important decisions they are sitting on boards and changing the way this game goes forward uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I think I, we need to give them a special mention because um, they're part of our future, and I'm so glad that they're involved with us. And can I also say, I was talking to you
2: about this, Bonnie. I feel like rugby league is streets ahead of football, as an example, but also AFL and rugby union, the other codes here in this country, in terms of women's involvement in the game. And I'm talking at the governance level. Um, Raylene Castle, I've I've dealt with her a number of times, and she's just fantastic. A woman that's you know really professional and composed, and knows knows exactly what she's doing. And and she's bringing that strategy and that insight and that, and she's brought that cultural shift mm-hmm. at the Bulldogs, which is exactly what they've needed. Um, you know, and this just goes to show you that women's involvement in the game, it's, it's so important because they do have so much to offer and you can see what they're doing and they're making inroads. They're changing it for the better. So for all of those people out there that think, oh, and we don't want women in the game, they don't have a place in the game. They do because they've got a lot to bring. So let's have more of it, but kudos to the rugby league. I think that, that they've done a fantastic job and I, and I really think they've also set the benchmark for other sports to follow i agree with that because women are in
0: rugby league in every space when people ask me why i love rugby league there are no women involved women aren't welcome i tell them well look we've got female board members Mm. we've got females you know running our clubs we've got females governing our game we've got female referees our gillaroos are doing outstanding things fans commentators
3: Women can be involved in any part of the rugby league family that they want. And there's one woman that doesn't really get mentioned and that's exactly the way she wants it. But her name's Karen Murphy. She's a former Gillaroo's captain and was an outstanding player in her own right. Everyone uh, likened her to Darren Lockyer. In her day job, she's uh, one of the senior top brass, uh, senior detectives for Queensland. She's been heading up the integrity unit. Wow. So she's the woman that gets the phone call at 2am in the morning. Oh, she deals with about 14 investigations a week. The media oh, wow. might hear about one or two. Wow. So she takes on an extraordinary workload and she's serious business, and we are so lucky to have her.
1: She was at the Country Rugby League Awards last night ah. and was fantastic yeah, the way great. she spoke. And they spoke to her and, you know, said women seem to be involved a lot more this year. And she said, and that's the way it should be. We represent, we represent 50% of the population. That's the way it should be in rugby league as well. And, she, yeah, she was a fantastic speaker. Yeah. That is brilliant. Extraordinary. I love
2: hearing stories like that.
1: Love
0: it. Isn't it the best way to end that segment? Okay, we'll be back in a sec to preview the grand final tomorrow. You. Tomorrow we have Christmas for rugby league fans with our grand final between the Cronulla Sharks and the Melbourne Storm. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the year it would be these two teams facing off for rugby league's biggest prize? It certainly wasn't Jack Gibson, who in the mid-1980s said, (laughs) waiting for Cronulla to win the premiership is like leaving the porch light on for Harold Holt. Can I tell you who (laughs) did think the Sharks would make the grand final? Me. You May, did, yes. No. You did. I did. You, you did, I'm going to Everyone laughed at you. I'm going to play some of the footage because um, I did predict the Sharks would win the grand final. Uh, do we want to do the boom predictions? We've all done a bold prediction, but we've renamed it boom prediction for obvious reasons. For each team, uh, not really taking this very seriously. Don't get angry at our predictions. Consistent with what I said on my own podcast Cronulla Sharks to win the oh Premier <laughs> And a very big thank you to my friends Mitch, Matt and Dale from the NRL Boom Rookies podcast. That was where that prediction was made. Love you all and thank you for hot taking me. Now who's laughing? You're like Nostradamus
3: of rugby league.
0: <laughs> Everyone laughed at me funny. No one tipped the sharks, no, me. One. no one. I should have put money on it. Didn't put a dime. Didn't and even the scent. Storm
3: weren't impressive. They're like, no. oh, they're so boring. Oh, and you're no. like, you know what, though? They
0: just don't <laughs> stop winning. They get the job done. <laughs> they get the job done yeah. every single week. Britt, I'm going to go to you first because I know you live close to the Shire. What has it been like down there this week? Well, she wouldn't know because she's not a Sharks supporter.
1: (laughs) I went to Miranda Fair or Westfield as it's now called um, the other day. I can tell you every single shop has streamers. Has balloons. Oh, I love oh, that. Me too, so I mean, too much. Insane. So much. And and seeing that crowd last week, I have never seen that many Cronulla fans together at once. It was scary. I was like, I would not like to be against that mob in my Dragons chest. <laughs> so they've
3: started like this um, Hitler Youth movement down there. So the the end of school bell, rather than just being a normal bell, they're playing Up Up Cronulla.
1: <laughs> I'm really not. The surprised schools to are hear doing that. this. <laughs> The I the love that song. Doing, there <laughs> were so many kids on the news from like Wolloware High School, Guymere, yep. all
3: singing the song. At yeah, the... because they're playing it in schools. I <laughs> <laughs> ain't watching these kids at three p.m. <laughs> it's like. Up, up, <laughs> Cronulla. <laughs> the poison. the that black white, and blue. That is a very clever way to
2: indoctrinate your fans. I was going yeah. for a walk through my neighbourhood the other day, and in Bondi, I'm walking past his house, right? And you'd never expect it. And this guy has fully decked out his front window. He's got his Sharks jersey out there. He's again, same thing, streamers. He's got photos, like the team photo up there. I thought this is great. He's gonna, his, his house is gonna get trashed soon <laughs> enough. Some Roosters <laughs> fan is gonna come and belt the crap out of it. But I think it's great. I love. I love seeing that stuff. I love seeing Mm -hmm. the the, the hometown get into the spirit of it because it's a massive moment for them, right? I mean, they're on the cusp of making history and it's such an exciting time. So embrace it, enjoy it. I think it's brilliant. I can't wait. $210,000
0: worth of merchandise was sold in three days. Wow. They had to ship scarves from Melbourne's Flags from Victoria, like it was they have wow. incredible. They have
1: little shark cupcakes in oh, the Oh, I got some this week. They were delicious. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> that is insane.
2: That is adorable. But the question is, are they going to win it? <sighs> I have to say yes, right? Like I have to say yes. You don't have, yes. to. You you don't don't have, have to. to. You can say what, who you think's going to win, who you'd Look, like to win another story. I would
0: like the Sharks to yes. win and I
2: think they can do
0: it as well. They have been a tremendous team this year. They won 15 on the trot. They had that little dip in form but they seem to have found their way back now. They've got firepower all over the field. Andrew Fafita, Paul Gallen, Luke Lewis will be strong in the forwards. I'm hoping they'll be able to roll over Melbourne and I just love the Ben Barber story
3: as well this year. Like, what a return for him. He looks um, like a
1: whole different player, doesn't he? he, does. he it does. He does. It was only
3: in May that he had all that drama. He had a uh, punch up fight with Uth Fecky and a few others mm. in the car park. They playing poker. Yeah, I remember. And his, his wife was, or partner was uh, nearly fully turned with their fourth child, and they were having some dramas there as well. And he, the, the club let him go and they said, go home to Mackay, get your head on, get your head back in the game, like, do what you need to do. Um, and well, we were worried that Vonnie was going to go down the same path as it
2: did with the Bulldogs, it, right? Yeah. And they tried to get him into rehabilitation and sort him out and give him an opportunity to redeem himself, but and it didn't Broncos. work out and the Broncos. Yep. Um, and it's been a really tough run for him, but to see that he's turned it around and he's a totally rejuvenated player, credit has to go to Flanagan and the, and the entire team there for getting him into an environment where he could recover and still play some of his best
3: footy. Yeah, and but, that's the thing. He is playing his best football there now. There you go. It's it's.
2: I look
0: to the Sharks as well as a team, as a Parramatta supporter that I really respect because two years ago they were rock bottom, Mm -hmm. like truly rock bottom. And Shane Flanagan and that core group of players have really
3: come together and this could be their fairy tale. Yvonne, who are you picking? What, what what are your thoughts? I'm picking the Sharks, even though my head and heart say uh, Storm, mm. just because I'm a Queenslander and they're Queensland's <laughs> other team. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> um, I don't know. I think just looking at the, the, the finals form, if we just take finals form alone, the the round 26 minor premiership match, I know the Storm won that, but I don't think it was a bad thing that the Sharks lost. Mm. Uh, and then coming through, the Storm haven't had the energy that the Sharks have. The Storm don't have that ground well, that you were just talking about, Brittany. That you know that that energy that can lift, and it, you you feed off it. We saw it in 2014 with the Rabbitohs. Yeah, that enormous support. The Cowboys had their maiden premiership last year, and again, all of North Queensland uh, migrated down south of the border for that that decider. And the atmosphere in last year's grand final, I think. Was will be one of the best things that I've ever been able to witness. I was going to ask par- you. Have par- you got a fa- I was going to ask you. Have you got a favorite? Would it be that one? The favorite game? Yeah, yeah. Hands grand
0: down. final. Hands yeah. down. I was, sphere, yeah. I was on the floor. I was on the floor. Like I just, if that had been my team playing. I, uh, I don't know what I would have done. I cried
2: just... actually I, yeah. and look it doesn't take much on the emotional, <laughs> uh, emotionally unstable lady but no, I watched it and I cried um, especially mm. when Jonathan Thurston, you know I, that was such a special moment and seeing his daughters come out onto the field yeah. too I was just so happy for them because in that moment they well and truly deserved it and that's what I love about sport, it evokes those emotions mm-hmm. and for those fans up there and that's why this is such a special time for the Cronulla fans, um, for many of them a lot of the older ones they've come out and said you know I didn't think we were going to see
3: this in our lifetime so it's been a real pleasure for us to be a part of this journey and to witness it and this is one of the longest running curses in australian Mm. sport Mm. and i feel like they've got that because everyone talks about them they've never won a premiership but they have they have six guys who have grand final experience in their side. That is the exact same number as the Melbourne Storm. Plus they have these young guys who are that that generation, I don't care, that I'm not going to be balked by this big Mm -hmm. game because Mm -hmm. I don't know where they get this confidence from. The young back line is just uh, extraordinary. So I think if not now.
1: When will it be? Right.
3: If not now, then when?
1: Well, interestingly enough, um, one of my colleagues, Duncan Huntsdale, tagged me in this picture yesterday and it's the front page of the magazine from the 1997 grand final. And one of the pictures inside has got the sharks there and it says, long time coming. Wow. It's like
3: 1997. Yeah. 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 For the train spotters out there, and I know you've got a few that tune in, Mary. Uh, <laughs> this is a, this is a Ben Eichen special. So back in 2012, um, it was a leap year. Australia won eight gold medals. Uh, the Swans won the AFL Grand Final. The Storm won the NRL Grand Final against a team containing Michael Ennis and Ben Barber, oh, that being the Bulldogs. Yeah. You are the 20 stats yeah. woman. 26. Oh, this is Ben I can't find this. Uh, <laughs> 2016, a leap year. Australia won eight gold medals. The Swans are into the AFL Grand Final. We'll find out very shortly if they yes. had won it. And okay, the, the Storm stories, are on. into the NRL Grand Final against a team that contains Michael Ennis. Oh not S- that incredible! Oh.
0: That is creepy. That yeah. is
2: very creepy.
0: The only thing that worries me for the Sharks is that everyone is getting ver- in- carried away with this fairy tale story. But we know how good the Storm are, and they are just quietly going. Get carried about away. Business. Don't
3: think about how good Melbourne are because they they are just a team so of See, they're champions. getting into my head Vonnie. No, just <laughs> enjoy the moment. Be in the moment, Mary, honestly, I will. because okay. these All moments right. are so, so rare it's and true. just enjoy, soak it up uh, kick back. I don't know what you've got planned for I'm Sunday. i going tomorrow. You're going, <laughs> you know, your grand final day. Just soak it up because yes, we the Melbourne Storm will not beat themselves. Absolutely no. not. They are too clinical. They are they are just extraordinary uh, a team, and they just will not uh, put a foot wrong. So it needs to come down to the flare of the Sharks. All right. Well, the flare of the Sharks is going to get them home. Vonnie, you've tipped the Sharks. Lucy, who are you tipping?
2: Ah, oh, the journalist in me is coming out, and I will say the storm. Okay. But the emotionally unstable woman will come out and say the sharks. Um, because I, I just want them to go and to do it. Um, you know, I think that after all these years and after all the heartbreak that they've experienced, I liken them a lot to the Wanderers, for example. Yes. who have had so many grand final appearances, three now, and um, and they've failed to get over the mark. So for them, I think they deserve it. Um, I love the style of footy that they play as well. I love what Flanagan has done. I think he's a great mm-hmm. coach too. Um. And, and I, I'd love to just see them make history. I think it'd be Me a great too. story.
0: Britt, what about you? Come on. I'm sharks,
1: sharks, I'm going sharks, Yeah. I'm being forced to, And I haven't decided yet whether I, because I can go to the game. I haven't decided if I want to go to the game or if I want to just get in the middle of a huge Sharkies crowd in a Cronulla pub and just watch it with a beer. I see just, that? <laughs> see, I
2: like that idea. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'd do the I second just, one. Do the second one. If they win. Uh, I just can't imagine what if they win. I'm coming like. from
0: the stadium down to the shire. <laughs> you'll <laughs> end up. Pas- I'll meet
1: you at Norlies, Mary.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll end up pashing a shark supporter, and then you'll be a convert, and then you'll be having shark babies. I mean, I and then I'll have
3: sleep. three teams. <laughs> <laughs> Northeast have put twenty thousand on the bar if the sharks <laughs> win. So
1: get down, get down there. there. Oh, hey, I might go to Norlies actually. I'll see so you all there. there. I might triple park myself in
0: that case. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, but I did want to just say a quick hello to two people. Well, not actually two people, two separate groups of people. First of all, the Sharks staff. The Sharks have been a club that I've done a bit of work with this year and they're phenomenal. So Jess Goddard, Kieran Lindop, Jess Chichia, Toby Bonning. Congratulations to all of you. I hope you've enjoyed the yeah, week. Well done. You're all amazing. Well done. And I also just wanted to share a little story about a friend of mine named Mark Lee So Mark and I went to College of Law together and he was a really good friend of mine. And two years ago, as he was riding home on his motorcycle, got hit by a car and passed away instantly. So Mark was a massive Sharks fan and his entire family is too. And from what I heard, a really, really lovely guy. Oh, just an incredible human, Mm. amazing sportsman, clever, good looking. The life of the Beautiful family. Mm. Like, he was an incredible man. So I got Mark's family tickets for the game this oh, weekend. Mary, Thank you to the NRL wonderful. for helping me with that. Good on um, the NRL to the Lee beaters, have the best day tomorrow. I hope the Sharks do it. I just, I want to sing up up Cronulla tomorrow with everyone. So oh, come nice. on the Sharkies. Go on the, no. Go on the Sharks. Go on the Sharks. On the
5: Sharks.
2: <laughs> Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So, if you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au.
0: Okay, so we are now so lucky to be joined by Australian Diamond and new recruit for the Collingwood netball team, Shani Leighton. Sharni, let me just start off by saying that I bloody love you. You are one of the most talented, down-to-earth and funny athletes I have ever met. You, you kick ass. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> this
5: is just I love you angustious. too. Um, no, but I was like, thanks for having me on. I'm so excited.
0: No, it's a pleasure, Shani. It's been a massive week for you. So, you're at the Daly M's on Wednesday night. You! Yeah. Uh, will your storm be victorious tomorrow? Tell me.
5: Of course, they will be. <laughs> I, I think they've just got, I don't know, like, I know the Sharkies, like, they're pretty keen. They're, what, yet they get a premiership. And, I'm like, oh, don't get me wrong, I love Gal. I think he's one of the most. Top blokes going around, um, but I think Storm just have that experience, and well, I'm a big fan of my mates Cam Smith and obviously Coops after he got the dally on Wednesday night. I just feel like they're going to be really inspired, and they're probably going to want to play for me. Um, <laughs> which <is> going <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be inspired by my performance of handing out Female of the Year and be like, "Yep, Shans, we've got you. We're going to win."
0: Excellent, Shani. Well, look, it's been a big year in netball this year. So, not only the disbanding of the ANZ Championship, a landmark TV rights deal, the new competition starting this year, well, next year. Um, if you look back at what's happened in netball in the last 12 months, what's been the biggest change for you?
5: I think, well, obviously, this new league is like the biggest change in regards to being able to step forward and take netball to a whole new level, but it hasn't been the last 12 months. In particular, it's probably been, I would say, over the last four or five years. And I think once you become semi-professional and you can put more time and effort into the gym, then that allows us as athletes to put better product out on the netball court because everyone's like, you know, netball's so fast and quick and physical and it's like well, yeah, it is because we're now at a stage where we're able to put extra time into our training which has created this amazing product that people are loving and so then moving forward and with this new pay deal and, you know, allowing us once again to put more time and effort not only into the physical side of things but also in regards to mental and analysis and rehab stuff, you know, everything that goes with sport, um, it's that excitement moving forward and now with Channel 9 on board as well, um, you know, being able to create more of an entertainment around netball and making it, you know, as exciting as what the AFL and NRL has, which is really cool.
3: Sharni, I can say uh, that the clever suit wearers around Channel 9 are very excited about this brand new Fast Five and, and the, the new era for netball. They see this as, as one of the fastest rising um, team uh, sports in Australia and, and you can understand why this. So much excitement surrounding and so much hype. What are your expectations for the season going forward? And also congratulations on joining our commentary crew.
5: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know it is. It's really exciting. And I think, um, obviously with fast five coming up, which is just once again that more faster, you know, powerful version of netball with less people on the court, shorter game. Um, and you know, I don't know whether people are going to be able to watch it if I've got the commentary because I'll be talking too much. But, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> um, but it is. And you know, the fact that they're so excited is that's what makes Exciting moving forward, and that 's going to get that 's what 's going to get more eyes on the game because we haven 't had you know we obviously had um you know the other channels previously, but now by having the games live and on the Saturday nights when the new league comes in um, as you could tell when the AFL girls had their game everyone's getting around women's sport at the moment and it's by having those prime time slots that are getting the eyes on that is going to help continue to lift the game and also by having you know like the Collingwood GWS and Melbourne Storm like they're going to bring all their supporters in as well with brand new eyes which is going to help build it as well but I'm just loving not only netball but just this huge wave of momentum with women's sport you know between the and the AFL, and you know, the Matilda's girls, and you know, the W leagues just started up again. And, well, gosh, it's just so exciting. And I think, like, this wave is just going to continue to take over Australia, which is really cool.
2: Can I tell you, Sean? So, I'd never been to a netball game uh, before a few months ago, and I thought, you know what, this is going to be great. I'm really looking forward to the experience, but I never expected it to blow me away quite like what it did. And it happened to be a Swifts Firebirds game in which you guys actually won. And when I went, along to it and i have to say i felt your presence on the court i if i didn't necessarily see you i felt your presence um you know you are one of the biggest if not the biggest leaders in the game of netball and i just i loved watching you play i loved watching you command your players and really bring that energy and that enthusiasm to the game um i think you're just exceptional but, girlfriend, you're breaking my heart. I can't believe it. <laughs> I started supporting the Swifts and now you've pissed off to um, it's upsetting. It's upsetting for me. But can you tell me how difficult that decision was to arrive at?
5: Oh, look, it was so – it was, like, really, really difficult. And as you mentioned, like, that game, to be honest with you, like, obviously apart from the grand final, if we had won the grand final, that would have been the most epic game. But, mm. um, you know, that game at Kidos Arena with 13,500 wow. there, wow. it was – it's just the Swifts – and are just the best and they have been the best crowd to be a part of. And I like, well, I think the best part about team sport is you don't play for yourself. Like, I don't think I have the internal motivation to be honest to do swimming or athletics or anything like that. But it's being able to play with a team, which is where my energy comes from. But my energy also comes from the crowd. And the Swift crowd gave me so much energy that then created, you know, like enabled me to kind of take my game to that next level over the last three years and to be honest when the hardest thing is when you leave is that you can't explain to them how hard the decision is mm. to go and the, I still really love them and I, and I always will and I'll always really appreciate everything they gave to me as a player mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day you have to be holistic in regards to sport if you're only just doing your sport um, I don't think that's super healthy and I've been away from home for, for 10 years now and I am a really family orientated person and it probably more so um when my family came up to visit during the year, it just gave me that extra little bit of happiness that you kind of feel in your chest that you don't get mm-hmm. at any other time. And that's the only way I could really describe the thought of coming home for me and being able to play with that extra bit of happiness. Um, you know, is hopefully gonna be able to help take my game to the next level again because I still believe I have I've still got a heap of room to grow which which is exciting and um but I was just ready to do that with, with more support around me.
1: Shiny, it's Britt here. I'm a, a massive Swifts and a massive Shiny layton fan, so if I blab <laughs> on about nothing, that's why I'm fangirling at the moment. <laughs> oh,
5: mate, I do that all the time. You're going to wind me up.
1: <laughs> I have to say, um, working in sports, a lot of my guy friends will come up to me and they're really awkward about conversation because they just don't know how to talk to females about sport. But one of the <laughs> things. in general. One really? of the, yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, one of the things that is bringing guys into netball is the characters and people like you, and I, you are the person that they always bring up with me. Oh, that shiny Leighton chick, she is so tough. I'm like, yep, she's super tough. That's what they're all <laughs> like. <laughs> so um, have you noticed that more guys are getting involved in the fan side of things with netball?
5: Yeah, massively, and probably the last year or two in particular as well. Um, and look, I think it's funny. I loved playing all sports growing up, and I was a huge tomboy, and I loved playing um you know, a bit of like soccer and AFL and um and I've like I got all that from my dad, like that kind of like grit and determination and, you know, never put up with crap kind of thing. And I think the fact that I kind of had that and learned that from hanging around with guys so much when I was younger and kind of transferred that onto the netball court is probably what makes it easier for them to relate. Like I know I've been called like, you know, the John O'Brown of Netball or (laughs) um and I think, you know, it is good to be able to get different eyes on for those And to be honest, I used to be a bit self-conscious about it when I first started playing because I was like, you know, I'm kind of like this outrageous person that probably talked too much and I am a bit boisterous. But the more I've been playing and the more I've learned, you know, just to be confident in who I am and just rock that has Sharks, also drawn more people into the game as well. You. We
2: love your boisterous yeah. <laughs> nature character. Ah, like, thank you. you, can't, yeah. you know, like I said, I mean, I got so caught up in that game and I left a netball convert. I, I mean, I absolutely loved it. But so much of it had to do with you being there and the the extra element that you brought to the game. That's what makes you
5: great. Don't ever bloody change. Oh, no, thank you. You, and I like I've definitely learned to rock it a lot more now, which is awesome. But it is it's funny because a few of the girls are saying we can't wait for the time we because we still get like men asking for photos now because they do actually love it. But they'll come up and be like, oh, you know, I need to get the photo for my daughter or my wife. And we're like, it's cool, mate. Like you can say it to you, judge oh, you. Like, you know. And whereas I actually get the opposite where I have girls coming up to me and be like, oh, look, my boyfriend loves you. <laughs> <laughs> the only time they say that and they aren't threatened about it, they know because they know I'll just beat them No, not really. Um, <laughs> but um, not appropriate. And But, yeah, so, um yeah, say, so, you know, my boyfriend loves you. Can I get a photo with you? And it's kind of, it is awesome and it makes me really happy. And, sorry, I know I'm just blabbing on, <laughs> but the coolest thing happened to me at the Dalians and I was walking out, so the night was over, I was walking out through the casino and I had this, like, Man, and he was like Singaporean, and he was probably about half my height. And he came up to me, and he would be probably the least amount that you would expect to—I don't know—love netball or be involved in netball. And he's run up to me, and he's grabbed me by the hand, and he's gone, "Shani, shani!" I just love watching you play, and I just, like, I lost it. Like, I was just, my heart just warmed up, and I was like, this, that is why I play, and that is why I do what I do in regards to netball, because it's building the sport, and we're getting all these new eyes, and I think, you know, we obviously had World Cup in Singapore maybe um, back in 2011, and back then, you know, people were kind of into it, but not really, but the fact that, you know, we're getting everyone involved is just really, it is really just amazing.
0: Shani, we're all talking about the moment that we fell in love with you. For me, it was watching the Rethink Role Models campaign this year and I have spoken about that on this show so much and shared it with all my friends. I think it was the most powerful advertising campaign that I've ever seen. Can you tell us a bit about working with Samsung and the importance of that campaign and being a role model for young girls that want to play, grow up playing netball and grow up wanting to be a diamond?
5: Yeah. Oh look, Samsung have just been phenomenal in regards to um, you know, being a great brand that have jumped on board and um, you know, they said they like the what won them over was watching the World Cup last year and um Phil, one of the head honchos, admitted that he hadn't watched the Hebrew Netball before then and um, you know, like you guys as soon as he saw it, he was just fully converted and just said, How can we help these girls? And, you know, they gave us a platform, you know, to share our stories to be able to inspire The younger generations and you know, I think all athletes are role models, whether we like it or not, because we're in the public eye and, um, you know, and for them to give us that platform to obviously inspire like the younger girls that they can now grow up and play sport for a living. And you know, and it's not even just netball, it's it's all sports that they get the variety and that choice, which is just really cool. And, um, you know, as we were talking about earlier, like I am a bit of a like weird, quirky character. And as sometimes I almost overdo that in the way to show, you know, that you don't have to be. A kind of certain way and I think we feel like with kids they feel so much peer pressure at school to be a certain way or to fit in and all the rest of it and I never did and I think now I'm like I'm really glad that that I did and that I kind of took a different path and just showing that you know it, it's cool to be able to do that too to follow your own journey and you know you don't need a thousand or a million friends but as long as you got a few close ones who respect you for who you are and that you chase your dreams and you work hard for what you want like it's cool to like you know how people oh, you're a try-hard. I'm like, it's pretty cool to try hard. Like, I'm like flipping that completely. Like, I want to be the biggest try-hard out there, like whether it's wearing my hat backwards or just training hard. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, just that combo. So – for me, um, I, I do take my role um, as a role model, like, yeah, quite quite seriously, but still obviously being able to have fun with it. But super grateful for Samsung for giving us a platform to share our stories, to help inspire, um, you know, not only younger generations, but, you know, a lot of women out there um, that are trying to get the courage to do what they want to do.
0: Shani, I speak, I think, for myself, but for everyone in this room, we love you and think you are absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for coming and joining us this morning, and I so look forward to watching you play for Collingwood. No! love. Oh, oh. yeah. I, I tw- I'm watching, oh, watching Sharni, brand. right? <laughs> oh,
4: they know how to play the game. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs>
2: can, I, can I echo that and say, between you and Yvonne Sampson, I don't know who I want to propose marriage to. <laughs>
5: Honestly it's seriously married, if Australia <laughs> finally starts to stop out and me and Bonnie get married, then you can be our um, our first uh, bridesmaid, our made of honour. Oh, oh so that there is you go. Well, uh, the second right, time, you then... leave the
2: Swifts and then you leave me out of your marriage
5: plan. I know. you I know you guys are probably like, going to want to wrap me up, but I just want to say how cool it was um, at the jallies that they obviously have the female of the year award mm, and they yeah. had, you know, the curtain raise up for the... You know the sharks and Illawarra this year, and I just hope um, you know the 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 league can see you know how great that was, and that they continue to build with that because those girls definitely um, deserve a bigger platform as well.
3: Here, here, thank you, Shani. Shani. I can't wait for you to be my wife one day. It'll be the best (laughs)
5: offer I'll ever have. (laughs) <laughs> right, you probably want to divorce me after a week. Okay. And then I'll be waiting in the <laughs> wings. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> well,
0: uh, now that really that's organised.
5: Uh, <laughs> Thanks, uh, I love you all. Thank you for nice, being here. Love couple. you too. Bye. Love you. Bye, 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 bye.
0: And that's our second last show of the year done and dusted. Lucy, thank you so much for
2: coming in. Don't even thank me because this is just like <laughs> if I had a choice, I would come in here. Even if, oh. you know, if whatever I was doing at the time of the day, it doesn't matter. I just have so much fun coming here every time. And to reflect what Bonnie was saying earlier, it's just such a joy for me to be around women who are passionate about the game, intelligent, warm, lovely individuals. So anytime, anytime. Lucy, Bonnie. we love you. Will you be watching the AFL Grand Final this afternoon?
4: Go <laughs>
0: I will,
2: yes I will I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing for them um, Kurt Tippett is uh, you know, one of my brother's very, very close friends and ahead of the game against the Giants a big group of us all went out to dinner and we were sitting there and he was talking about the game coming up and I said, oh Bert, because I call him Bert we all call him Bert I said, oh Bert, you guys will smash the Giants, don't worry about <laughs> it and then I was watching the game at the office and I went, ooh Probably shouldn't have said that. So, uh, look, I'm, I'm buzzing for him. I'm buzzing for the team. I think they've been in exceptional form. Um, you know, that game last week, they just, they were incredible. It was phenomenal to see them play some of their best footy. Buddy Franklin was on fire. Um, you know, and speaking about Kurt, uh, the fact that he's moved into this forward position, I think has changed his game so much. And a credit to John Longmire, what he's done there, because he's made a brilliant decision and it's paid off in spades. I'd love to see them win it. Obviously, for the Bulldogs, it's a fairy tale story mm-hmm. for them. I was watching a a news report on Channel Nine. Oh, oh there you they go. go. I'm always supporting the ladies. <laughs> and um, and there was a gentleman, an older gentleman, and he was crying. Yeah. Um, and I was really touched by that because he said, "Um, I thought I'd ne- I'd never see this in my lifetime." So, uh, look for them again. It's another fairy tale story. Mm-hmm. Um, great for them to win, but I'm um, Swannies all the way.
1: Yeah, I feel like they they're happy enough just to be in the grand final, and we'll just give them that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm swans through and through. I have no of Well, there's uh, no
3: mincing words from yeah. Brittany. <laughs> so thanks for coming. <laughs> Bonnie, who's your tip? Oh, swans. I don't, I'm not going to profess to know anything about AFL except um, uh, the Lions. We sort of all jumped on the bandwagon way back when for the three-peat. And, uh, but uh, no, other than that, I, I'm happy to get swept up in the, uh, the swannies. Uh, paraphernalia that's going around the city at the moment. And Vonnie, thank you so much for coming
0: in this morning. It's been so much fun having you no, here. love No, thank you.
3: Thank you. And I'd like to return the invite. I'm planning a uh, an 80s style long lunch with just some of my special ladies in the off-season. So you're all invited. I want to go down and like have some Chinese and some... Oh, Vonnie, you weren't two years you? No, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I can't help it. I'm just so Watch excited. out, China doll. We're coming in red hot. Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: I love, I love it. Looking forward to it. And Britt, thank you so much. This is our Brit's last show producing Aww. for the year because she's got a wedding Ooh. next week. <laughs> I cannot tell you all how amazing Brittany Carter is. She has grown so much as a human this yeah, year. an I'm amazing so producer, amazing yes. commentator. He, Thank you for everything you've done for me in this show. I love you so much.
1: No worries, Mary. Now my face is bright red like the scarf I'll be wearing today. So <laughs> yeah, Also,
3: Brittany's best dressed this morning. Ah, oh, <laughs> totally. She
1: came in. I'm like,
2: I'm looking like a homeless person. I rolled you out don't. with my flannelette shirt and my calves, you know, my basketball <laughs> thing and my track pants. You know, Von, you. I'm Clyde. very shabby. No, you're not I'm shabby at shabby. all, so I'm d- clearly the most underdressed person here. Thank you for making me feel like crap, Brit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're all
3: full of it. Yeah. You look like a rock
0: star. So that's the show done and dusted. I hope you've all enjoyed it. Make sure you jump onto iTunes and leave us a review. Share it with all your friends. Enjoy Grand Final Weekend. Go the Sharks. You've been listening to Mary Kay from Ladies Who League.
5: Australia screams from one side to the other. Thank you, Leslie.